Hello my loves and welcome back to Unlabel It the series. It's been such a crazy ride with 2021 starting off on a positive note as well as retaining all of the mystery and the drama around our lives. Uh, as per the recent statistics, the need for mental health and therapist has gone up really high in 2020 with a lot of pertinent issues coming in from all across the generations and obviously our mental health system is taxed as well. Like I promised you in my last episode that we are going to now speak to a lot of experts in this field who are going to guide us better and tell us exactly where we need to focus and where we can get our help and how we can ensure that life gets better for all of us. So today I have this prestigious opportunity to interview Ritu Malhotra from Pune who runs Ajna Center for Learning. This is a 22 year old institution that has been working phenomenally well in taking care of counseling and mental health and they have their own training programs and initiations that have helped a lot of people worldwide. So Ritu, I am extremely pleased to have you on my podcast. It gives me great pleasure to see you here in person. Fantastic. I'm very excited, uh, Sneha. Um, one, of course, to meet you and two, because I love this uh, you know ability or the opportunities to talk about this work that is that really resonates with all of us or at least it 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 should yes and that has been one of the main aims of my work at ajna is to be able to bring it at the street level you know to wow. bring emotional health at, at the street level where it should be in our homes in our families with our you know in our schools at very early ages because that is where we begin to form an image of ourselves True. that stays with us for lifetime and not only stays with us but it dominates the choices we make you know this is so true so as you as you started out that uh, you know uh, first of all ajna why did i choose ajna is because ajna is the chakra in the body it's called the third eye as well some people call it agnya chakra because it is the center for learning in the body and even neurologically it is at the center of your forehead here and this is where new learning new options new alternatives uh, come wow. you know this is where we really learn but Unfortunately, 95% of the time, we are somewhere else, which is at the back, which is in the past. <laughs> what we know, what is familiar. You know, and so often you've heard, na, ki we, uh, I, I want to stay in my comfort zone. But there is no learning in the comfort Absolutely. zone. Yeah, and that is where it comes to 2020. Oh my God, 2020 was such a year, I cannot tell you. Ritu, ma'am, I have been someone who myself saw that those of us who do this self-awareness or introspection every day, even those people had such a tough time yes. trying to make sense of what was going on. It was very, very challenging. It was very indefinite, very unpredictable. And you know, the why it's exciting me so much to talk about this, even though I saw a lot of pain around me. Yeah in that cold period, it's still happening, it's not over at all. But the process started. And you know why I want to talk about it in another light is that I feel that this universe that we are part of never does anything that is not 
needed. No? May not be what we want, but we definitely needed this. Wow. Yeah, it may sound ridiculous to some people, but I feel that the universe is always working for us. Wow. It's always working to balance that energy. You know, and this was an absolute necessity because we have spent humanity uh, as such has spent thousands of years thousands of years in creating security and yes. control yeah we became very secure in our universe we could uh, manipulate and control everything really and the moment uh, we lose control our life goes to pieces yes yeah that is a very very good learning experience because otherwise until we are shaken from our complacency we don't move that is just the nature of all this, of us this brings me to yeah. a very interesting uh, thing i think this is one of the questions that all the people who have anxiety and depression they all the time want their life to be in control yeah and not having control is so freaky a thought to people that they actually feel like they just cannot function without Absolutely. it so having anxiety is second nature like all humans have it but most of these people are shutting themselves down they're sitting at home they're contemplating if they need medication so yeah. why do we have such an obsession with having control i have a a, a very clear uh, experience in that because that is my whole teaching in fact wow. it rests on that that where there is anxiety you know there is another side to that anxiety life never gives us one like night and day like yin and yang wow. like hot and cold everything has the polar opposite in fact this universe is a is is a play what of is polarity yeah so what's the yeah. polar opposite of anxiety then? anxiety it, it is assurance it is happiness it is equality it is wow. you know it is willingness it is uh, it is interest you know it is a play between control and creativity this is and even in our scriptures shiv and shakti are two sides of the same coin wow. you know yeah the interesting part is that nobody ever in our education or in our childhood in our families or in our culture told us ki this is the meaning of it कि जब अनहैप्पीनेस होगी तो देर इज अड समेर ऑफ हैप्पीनेस इट इज इंस्पायरिंग अस टू मूव टू दाइड एंड बिकॉज वी वॉन्ट टॉट हाउ टू टेक दो स्टेप्स दैट इज वाई आई फील दैट इमोशनल एजुकेशन इज वेरी यू नो इज शुड बी इन दिंडर गार्डन दैट इज वेर वी लर्न ki what choices do i have every time i get angry or every time i get disappointed or every time i feel guilty mm. or i feel not good enough do i have a choice has somebody ever told me ki bhai tum ye bhi kar sakte ho you know that uh, you know willingness lives within you there is interest that you can bring up right now that you are equal to this challenge that uh, this situation or event has brought about you know and if i was taught my whole image of myself would have changed na i would not have looked at myself as helpless 
and i think that is one of the most desperate places to be yeah when i feel that i do not have a choice at all suicides complete helplessness addiction alcoholism and all those desperate uh, ways in which we run away and avoid facing ourselves there is such a wealth inside this body even though there is so much distress and that is the this very artful balance wow. you, know? you know and another thing i mean uh, if we were taught would we really get so um, choiceless every time something happens i would naturally go to okay what is this trying to teach me where is the gift in this episode in this in this event you know ye mujhe kya kehne ki koshish kar raha hai aur jab tak hum seekhe na it won't go away that is it because the universe is always working for my best it will prod me it will nudge me it will throw me on the floor then it will give me another try to act and another until i think oh okay <laughs> you <know>? absolutely <laughs> you know so in my effort to not just get rid of the stigma i want to uh, be able to share with people that it's you know we are here for a very short while in this absolutely. world we came here to have fun we came here to enjoy the the brilliance of this universe you know not to suffer that suffering was our idea and it was planted within us by the preachers by the teachers by the parents by the culture and we took it as our self so, ritu can you tell me how ajna center started like what was the initial thought which which is started and it has gone into so many different things so how did you evolve over these last so many years as i told you nothing happens without a reason as i look back as a child i was i was a ailing child i was sick most of my childhood oh. and i had a breathing uh, difficulty and uh, i was a uh, i was you know in an extreme case of asthma so i a lot of my time was spent in bed you know reading and uh, it it was it it was not a comfortable scene for me and my parents so as i grew i knew and i experienced that whatever medication was given to me was not working so i was searching for a cure to help myself actually mm. you know and today after 30 some years i can say that if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be sitting here today wow because i was looking for something to help myself because the allopathic medication uh, and modern medicine wasn't working so i reached out to alternative systems of healing and in that i realized and learned first about myself i knew that all breathing difficulties have a emotional base wow they have a psychosomatic base all breathing difficulties yeah and i realized that the first time i got really angry you know is when i started breathing badly you know i i just choked and i couldn't breathe and then i had to be taken to the hospital and put on oxygen and all of that 
Now, why was I angry? I was angry because my mother said to me that the boys can go out, but you can't. Oh, we have all been there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it resonates with all women, I think. So I objected and I turned blue and black in the face. And from then on, I really was very, very angry, you know, at most situations where uh, there was an inequality of gender. Wow. You know? <laughs> so in discovering that, I'm no feminist, okay? I'm not going to go out there <laughs> and burn my bra and, you know, uh, uh, proclaim um, that I'm better than you. I think that if more women realize that they uh, are the center of this creativity. Of course. That we create life. Exactly. No women, no men. Okay? You are the creator. In fact, when I talk about Shiva and Shakti, the Shiv is a passive shakti, uh, is, is, is a passive energy. Yeah? Unless there is Shakti to come and nudge it and disturb it. Absolutely. There is no creation. There is no creation. So tell me as a woman, if I tell you this and I say that the fact that I am sharing this with you, does it not help for you to see, you know, how uh, productive and how creative you can be with yourself? And with every situation of your life? Absolutely. I think one of the reasons that I am even here and wanting to get this out there comes from that very need. That we Absolutely. want to be aware of what we are going through, what yeah. is happening to us. We cannot just be on autopilot mode and then freak out that we are not in control. Yeah. You have to get the steering wheel and then you have so to... So as, 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 as I keep saying that the universe works for balance always. So if we have struggled in our culture with say homosexuality for instance what is that you know it is the need of this culture to balance the male and female energies absolutely yeah so all this while we have taken women and believed women to be weak yeah. we have been told that because uh, you are they emotional be and you are whatever right and women have believed that we've sucked it up never questioned it in a way, used subversive means to counter it, but never really come to terms with it, right? So, as we, as more and more women realize that without women, there are no men, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not a question of one bear being better than you. Exactly. It's a question of equality. Yes. And wherever there is equality, you will flourish your, uh, uh, your, your creativity. Yes. You know, you will bring it out in a, in a more relaxed, in a more fun, in a more, um, you know, productive way. Absolutely. You know? So there's no competition with, the, with, with each gender, you know. And uh, I feel the acceptance of homosexuality as we are, around the world yes, it is definitely you know something. it is another indication that tells you that we are it's, it's time to balance the male female energies of this universe true you know I agree. so uh, and I think that it's an issue of creativity and control wherever you go you know like uh, you know the the kind of 
issues I, I deal with in mm-hmm. my work. Uh, a lot of it is uh, abuse, marital, ma- marital abuse, oh. abuse in the workplace, emotional abuse of, of various types. Yeah. It's, so, it's wonderful that you speak about abuse because that is that was my next question because the abuse statistics have gone up highly in 2020 mm-hmm. and I think abuse has always been there but people have started speaking about it mm-hmm. uh, with the Me Too movement or even with the narcissistic uh, you know uh, currently that is going on in the world people have started talking about what they are going through places where they felt unsafe where they have felt like something has not been right. So I was going to ask you that the kind of people you deal with, what do they come up to and how are you able to guide them through this? Well, my job is um, to see that yes, this is the emotion you're feeling, but what is underneath that emotion? Everywhere, you know? So what is this event or this feeling trying to uh, lead you towards, yeah? So even when I look at a man in a very powerful position and he is uh, using that position to manipulate uh, you know, his subordinates or get what he wants, etc. Okay. All I can see is extreme fear. You know, True. The need to control only comes from that fear. Yeah. When you are so threatened you know, and you are so frightened that uh, you have to control something else because you never know where it will uh, uh, when you lose it Insecurity. and without that uh, control who are you what else would you do you know so underneath that also there are other emotions of unacceptability of unimportance of being unlovable that's what it comes down to isn't, isn't it? it isn't it that is the primary emotion and that's a very childhood thing yes it is in fact it's wonderful that when i'm sitting with a 50 year old that when we talk emotion there is an instant age recession and you become that 3 year old you know you don't realize you're doing that but your expression what you say um, a lot of people um, go through that very easily and if they don't, I help them go through it very easily. Yeah. It's a very gentle work that I do. And it's also very, very important to be able to see the fun element of what we've done. To look at ourselves and say, that, that, is what that time, <laughs> that was then. Can you imagine what a jerk I was? You know, People actually get that realization. Can you imagine? Yeah, we, we laugh a lot in the sessions. In fact, that is my whole point. That we didn't come here. It's not a very serious business, this life. You know, we make it so. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not serious. Let's do our best to be as sincere as possible. So Serious is another is, issue. Completely. It is amazing if you can get people to come here and they realize, oh my God, what kind of a jerk I have been. <laughs> no, not only, Isn't it yeah, not only that. Because that is good work. But another thing is the difference between this work at Ajna mm. is that I'm, um, you know, uh, it's very different from regular therapy, yeah. you know, because first of all, regular therapy takes a few months, if not longer, mm-hmm. to, of regular sessions, yeah. Uh, and here, because I am testing your body 
for all emotions that you're feeling. Okay. I'm not looking at the intellectual answers from your brain, which is used to lying to you. But the body, it never lies. It cannot lie. Yeah. So when I'm testing the body, I know exactly the truth of what you're saying. Huh? And in just three or four sessions is what I need. Yeah, you make a remarkable shift. Wow. It's a, it's a very lasting change that comes with your own realization because you're doing the work. I am just the finger pointing to the moon, as they say. Wow. You know, so I am just facilitating your ability to make the choices that you have always wanted to make, but you didn't know how to. So my work focuses on what do you want and what are you willing to do about it? Once you enunciate that, uh-huh. I take the step with you to help you make that choice. What would you yeah. say is um, something that your client came up to you who was in a really hopeless place, let's say relationship-wise, marriage-wise, workplace-wise, mm. business-wise. And how has your therapy helped them become something where they couldn't relate to that person anymore? Have, have you seen these kind of transformations? Every day. Wow. Can you tell us one story if uh, you could enlighten us how you have seen the graph of someone who was so helpless and having everything in their life get See, I deal with, I deal with uh, addiction a lot, oh, wow. all kinds of addiction, whether it is food related or substance abuse or wow. uh, then there are uh, many cases of obsessions. Huh? So I'll tell you one, uh, which uh, there are many, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one, which is like uh, quite insignificant, you know, when you look at it. This lady came and she said, you know, I have a fear of uh, spiders. Okay, lots of people have lots of fears, but does it really hamper your life? She said, you know, all this while, she was about 40, in her late 40s. And she said, all these years, I could just ignore it. Because there were no spiders around me. Or I saw to it that there were no spiders spiders, around me. I live in a city. She said, now, my husband is one who is... um, you know, he has uh, these old mansions uh, in rural areas and we are now uh, turning them around and we have formed a new company and I'm in charge of that company. And now I need to go out into the rural areas and live in those mansions and refurbish them, you know. And here come the spiders. (laughs) Wow. So... It is very symbolic. It's not the spider itself. It's symbolic what it says to you. The message that is coming to the body is that that smaller thing is going to rule your life and your decisions. Yeah? Isn't it the same with a cigarette? Isn't it the same with a bottle? Isn't it the same with a needle? Isn't it the same with food? Yeah? It's something, a a slice of chocolate cake Rules your life, right? Or this little cigarette, which is this much, really dominates the way you live. It will not let you do anything else except smoke that cigarette. And we accept that domination. Absolutely. So, we go back 
So this lady came and we started working with her. We found out what was it, you know, in her childhood at the age of four, you know, something like that, where she was compared with her uh, older sister who was uh, very courageous and she could climb trees and she was more like uh, the man in, in mm. the family and all that. And this one was timid. And uh, she, uh, you know, in their families, uh, shooting and rifle rifle shooting and all those things were very encouraged okay. with the girls also. She came from that sort of family. And in that, she was always compared with her sister. So the message that came to her was, uh, you know, first of all, you're the younger one. Mm. So you just sit back, okay. you know, let me do this. And second, you can't. You won't be able to because you're not good enough. You know, you go do something else. And so that confidence was undermined, of course. But these messages are very, very powerful. Yeah, they, are. they stay with you for life. Why? Because they are forming an image of yourself. And that image stays. We look through that lens at ourselves, you know. And also then we begin to expect the same things from our life. Yes, you know? keep choosing the same thing. We expect it also, that it's not going to work. I will do something, you know, but I try so hard, a lot of people tell me, but I try so hard. Now try is a negative word to begin with, because it has failure in it. Yeah. You know, when you say I'll do my best, it's something else. But when you're trying too hard, the brain is already stressed. You know, so what happens with the work is that neurologically the brain begins to balance. Yeah, there is not more activity in the left as against the right. Wherever balance is needed, it begins to happen naturally. Because you have taken certain steps. You have seen parts of yourself that have that assurance that have that productivity, that have that interest within them already. Did you get... can refresh yourself. You don't have to come to me. See? So... You become your own guide. And that is my point. So you helped her get over her fear of spiders? Now she heads that project. Wow. And each of those mansions have now become heritage hotels. And uh, she's never looked back. But something that small I'm saying. I'm saying, say, um, I'm a little child and I'm, uh, you know, trying to play a game, like football, for instance, you know, and uh, I keep dropping the ball. And uh, my six-year-old team is very upset with me and said, you know, you're a failure, you're not going to this thing. So I'm thinking about all of this and I come home and you know how kids have these big bags and also I'm carrying this bag and I come home and I drop my bag on the table and there's a glass of water and it falls and my mother yells, you're so clumsy, I've told you so many times. Now it's reinforced yes. and it's reinforced. And so I begin to believe that yes, I am clumsy. Mm. So the next time I'm in this big company and I'm an executive and the company is having a football match. Oh God. <laughs> so what do I do? I say, you know what? 
I am not feeling well today. I have a fever. Yes. So avoidance and denial become the place where I live. Yeah. Because perfection, we are supposed to be perfect. We were always told you have to be successful. You have to have great relationships. You have to earn this much money. And those expectations from our society, from our families and culture, it becomes part of us. Yes. You know. So anyway. I don't blame parents. There's no shame. There's no blame. I don't think so because parents never went to parenting school. Yeah, true. The teachers who have taught us have oh, their whole set of problems themselves. <laughs> you know, they're human beings, right? So I just figured that because these problems have come and now we are more exposed to it, especially during twenty twenty. Oh yes. We have had time to think about it. Yes. If we really explored. Alternative avenues that exist within ourselves, we would be able to claim them, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, and do it in a fun way. There's nothing, you know, deadly about all this. It's here for a little while, and it's going to go away. Everything does. So will this life. Yes. So what the hell am I getting so serious about? Yes. You know, ma'am, I have a very important question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is related to narcissism. This has become a very raging topic in the last two years. There are some psychologists across the world who are speaking about narcissism, and they say that these individuals are in our workplace. They are heading pharmaceutical companies. They are running nations. Uh, they are in our relationships, and they are making us feel like what I feel is probably not valid. Mm. Have you had such people come to you, and how have you? Dealt with this uh, issue of narcissism. Oh yeah, just um, um, yeah, this happens all the time in one way or another in failed relationships of all types. Uh, but this uh, <clears throat> lady came to me and she said that you know uh, I met the love of my life and uh, I thought he was just perfect and everything was going great and everything and then I realized uh, that I could never do anything. That was good enough, or perfect, mm. because he was perfect, and that I could never really climb up to that perfection. Two, I also began to notice that, uh, whatever I valued, was going to be rejected, because the moment there was value for me in any situation or event, there would be. Sarcasm. There would yes. be a derision. There would be rejection. Yeah. So slowly through the work, she began to realize how vulnerability in her partner was the core of of uh, his uh, behavior. Wow. You know, the fact that there was uh, so much shame. At the weakness that he felt within himself, that first he couldn't tolerate in him, and then he couldn't tolerate it in another. Wow! So huh? did you have to counsel him as well? I was just coming to that. We'll wait. Yeah, one sec. What? This is very interesting. Yeah. One video is over, and that's why I stopped. I thought, you know, you. Uh, so what we'll do is now you take this piece. This is very critical, right. and we will go towards a conclusion.
because you have covered everything. Yeah. With whatever I mean, you said, you, you actually just, covered everything. I didn't even you know, have to ask you the questions. There's so many things that you know. I'm <laughs> thinking behind it. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, you really covered it. That's why. I mean, it, it's not looking like an interview at all. It's looking like more of a general conversation. And I that, wanted it like that. That you know, you you're just talking about you know how how you started this and what sort. <laughs> he one is on, one is off. One is on. Okay. Off and on. Yeah, you were Part saying about this. Um, so anyway, um, you know, this uh, I I get people all the time that have um, trouble with relationships per se. I deal with relationships a lot, and I want to redefine relationships. We have come here to deal with relationships. Absolutely. This is a web of relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to tell you a little story before that. I asked one of my gurus once, and I said, uh, "Tell me what is the quickest path to enlightenment." And uh, he said, "Leave everything, renunciate, go and sit on the mountain top, leave all your possessions." And you know, he was always joking with me. So I saw this glimmer in his eye, glint in his eye. I knew he was joking. So I said, "No, no, tell me the truth. Come on, there must be something else." And then he said. Okay, there's another faster, quicker way, and that is relationships. So we have come here to learn through these relationships, and what are we learning? We are learning how fear behaves. True. Okay, we are learning how vulnerability behaves in another and in ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, why would when I ask myself that, what are the times when I am fearful? Yeah, when I cannot see where assurance lives within me. Yeah, it is the it is the absolute opposite of fear. Yeah, where I feel no pride in myself. I don't see my value at all. I want you to tell me. You know, I am not considering my highest good at this time. Yeah, I want you to tell me where my worth is. But don't you think that becomes dependency? Of course it is. That's what I'm saying. So what is the point of these toxic relationships? So that we can find ourselves again. Wow. It's a circle. That's the lovely message that you have. Given. It's a circle. This is a circle we're in, and until this circle is complete, we will keep on doing it over and over and over and over again. And it will become more and more intense because the universe is my friend. And it it's not an enemy. So this victimization that we all go through, ki, oh Lord, why not me? And why this is coming to me? And all those kind of things. Because I want to It's just unawareness. <laughs> so we are in a play of light and dark. Yes. Yin and yang. I agree. Okay. The universe does have our back, right? And uh, I think if the universe has brought us here, if we are part of this, how could it not be? I don't see the logic in. Yeah? There are parts of us that forget that this is a game. It's a game we're playing. Absolutely. <laughs> And you know, uh, uh you need someone like me to remind you, "Hey, 
let's play yeah come out and play <laughs> come out and play you know True. and let's do it lightly and let's do it uh, creatively you know let's find uh, what are the other colors i have used on this palette i have so many colors let me mix this and that and create this picture that pleases me i want to look at it you know so uh, there are so many messages sneha you know in 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 every day and that's what makes it so exciting absolutely you know but my whole purpose is that more and more people uh choose this education yes which is an inward journey really yeah and not be so threatened by facing themselves you know learn simple easy doable ways you know to educate themselves about this game of life you know it's not sitting in the scriptures it isn't sitting in temples it isn't sitting anywhere it's right here you know and i'm not a religious person by the way wow you know but i do know that uh helping myself has taught me that if i can do it so can somebody else yes yeah if i can transform that metal of myself into gold in some way <laughs> you know if i can polish it here and there myself then maybe someone else can absolutely in fact one of my clients called me an a cellular alchemist the other day wow that's lovely because i am really testing the cellular memory in the body wow you know that's what i do when i test the body when i say na i'm testing the body for emotion it is actually testing the memory in your cells wow. because every single event you have had every single emotion you have felt is recorded here wow huh but what is the use of all this data yes if we cannot access it huh it's like a file on your computer that you can bring up if you know the file and then you can edit and delete it and then you can reprogram it oh wonderful <laughs> wonderful you know so i i just feel it is uh, reprogramming is a that's an absolute right word and i think reprogramming your subconscious mind is something that is fervent yeah but you know what ne- uh, sneha these become cliches i know i know you're you know, right you don't like the cliches, cliches. <laughs> i don't like cliche you know like yeah. self love everybody is sprouting self love are ye kya hai self love you know kya hum strawberries lagayenge apne muh pe aur hum sundar ho jayenge no and what happens so, is we get so involved in the cliches ki self love matlab nikal jata hai aur hum log wo cliches mein hi ghus jate hain so every moment yeah. you spend in negativity you're not loving yourself bas itni simple cheez hai so every time you become aware ki oh ho i'm going down that road again let me come back let me come back beautiful you know and those simple things is what i teach you i prefer uh one to one sessions because that is where the masks are off yes. you know and creating a very trusting atmosphere and energy in the room lets people find the courage to take that step you know wow. beyond that threshold where you've always been here and that is so far no it's not really that far come Let's let's walk. Let's take a walk. Wow. 
ऋतु इट इज सच अ डिवाइन टाइम एंड आई थिंक द यूनिवर्स कंस्पायर दिस टू हैपन ऑब्वियसली bathe in this energy that you have i am in awe of everything that you have been doing for so many years and i really really want more and more people to know about you because you are magnificent well help me <laughs> i am here for you help me help them of course and whatever you enlightened us today like i had a ready list of questions for you <laughs> but you covered oh. everything like instinctively you just knew what to connect with the next thing that you were speaking and i feel so much lighter having this chat with you i feel like there is so much more to look forward in life that all these setbacks are meant to guide us to our better place so ritu absolutely. it's an absolute delight to have you i'm so so grateful that you are here and thank i you, wish to you, see you, you more often um, yes. i i think you are such an expert <clears throat> in so many things i would love to have you having these very micro sessions where you speak only of those topics and really enlighten yeah. people as yeah. Amazing I mean, the list is long because we are multifaceted. I mean, we have eons of memory inside this body. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of work has been done in the field now. Yes. You know, now we are able to look at this kaleidoscope. Yes. You know, in whichever language you speak, I can speak to you in your language. I don't mean language, language, but in the connect. way that you, you can connect, perceive today. right you know so um in after all these years i feel <clears throat> comfortable doing that nice lovely you know? yeah that's when you know that you are in the right place right to it is a journey from the yeah. heart to this ajna oh lovely <laughs> you know it's a very heartful journey so to understand and see someone's pain and to see the path out of it Oh that's such a you know divine savior is, uh, uh, yeah is is it's work. not tough it's it's not tough it's as tough as we make it of course we've heard that before but what i mean is it's not such a long journey either you know and that's why this work the way it is structured you know i'm very grateful to my teachers and my mentors to have brought this and it is so eastern in its in its significance in its uh, in its core that um uh i am uh, very lucky to have been born indian absolutely yeah. absolutely so um angels this was a lovely session with um ritu malhotra i'm sure you are more curious to know about her she has her own youtube channel uh, discover ajna you can go visit ajnacenter.org for a lot more information about what she does um her center is based in pune so anyone in and around pune can definitely visit and uh, get in touch with her and uh, like she has rightly said in the like the end session was something that is really amazing for me that it's not tough you know if you are in a dark place know that it's not the end of the world it is not something very serious you can always come out of it it's like she said there is a polarity and there's a balance that will be maintained and that the universe always has your back so on this note i'll see you again in the next episode on podcast hopefully we'll have a lovely new guest to enlighten us more on this journey of unlabeling our stigmas and shining and becoming prospering everything that we are as individuals so take care and bye bye